Hey, this is the Mark Butler Show, episode 25, and last Friday I had lunch with my good friend Phil. Now, you got to know that Phil and I go back now over 12 years maybe, and we started at the same sales job 12 years ago, and it's a job that I, I think we would both say taught us so much about human psychology and about sales psychology and about marketing and about what it takes to persuade someone to make a purchase. Uh, I think we would both also say that we worry that that particular job cost us our souls because neither one of us was very excited about the product. And when we both were able to leave that job, we were so excited and relieved to move on. When we both left that sales job, I went to go into online marketing and Phil went to go start a service company in North Carolina. And He's had an amazing run. He's worked really hard over these last 10 years, and he's grown a company that has employed as many as 100 people at a time and has thousands and thousands of customers. And Phil is a person that I've watched over the years and said to myself, he's headed toward the finish line. And then in the last year or two, after a couple of conversations with him, I said to myself, Phil has now crossed the finish line. His company can run mostly without him day to day. He still goes to the office and works hard, but if he wanted to take a week or a month off, I think he could do that without any significant consequence to his income. So we got together for lunch on Friday and we sat there in this Mexican restaurant for about three hours and just caught up on everything, caught up on our families, caught up on our businesses, and just caught up on how we're both doing personally. And Phil gave me the most interesting news. And the news is he's been really dissatisfied with himself and with his business. And the reason is that in the last couple of years, he kind of put the business on cruise control. Now, the business had gotten to a point where it could be mostly put on cruise control. He's not essential, like I said, to the running of the business day to day. He needs to be involved, but the business is set up in such a way that it runs pretty well without a lot of direct inputs from him. So he'd really been in a grind over the previous seven or eight years to grow the business to this point, and it involved having a big sales team, and the big sales team was a lot of work and a lot of maintenance, and it involved having a bunch of service technicians in his business and managers for all of these people, and it was a grind, and he worked really hard, and he traveled a lot, and it was some long days, and it was, it was a lot. And so I think he got to a point where he felt like, I want to just put this on cruise control a little bit. And that's also the same point where I was saying, I think Phil has crossed a finish line. And I envied it. And I and I envy Phil's business and I admire the effort that he's put into it. But it was so fascinating to me when he came to me and said, I'm just really dissatisfied. Once I put things on cruise control, I started to see lots of negative things creep into my business. Uh, my customer count shrunk. So my revenue shrunk. He said, it's okay. I run lean. I'm still very profitable. But he said, as my customer count shrunk, I had less need for staff, so my staff shrunk, which seems like it would be a good thing. But then I, I noticed that as my staff shrunk, I had less need for management. And so the managers that I had hired and trained and worked so hard to develop into managers, they had fewer people to manage. So now they were having to be a little bit more back in the trenches instead of being managers. And they're good people, and they're handling that fine, but they're not as happy because they were hired and trained to be managers. Um, he said that he, he thought that a lot of the problems and headaches that, that he had when he had um, more staff, a lot more customers, he thought that a lot of those problems would go away as he put things into more of a streamlined cruise control mode, and he found out that those headaches pretty much stayed the same. So as we talked about this, we came to the same conclusion. A business's job is to grow. 
growth is essential for satisfaction and happiness. And, and I, I remember I made the comment to him, companies have to grow because people have to grow. As soon as you stop growing as a person, you stop being as happy, you stop feeling as challenged, you stop feeling like you're making progress in your life. And that is depressing. And so a business that's not growing will have people inside of it who are not growing. And people who are not growing are people who are depressed. And eventually, if you don't turn that around and and get back into a growth mindset, I think that the business dies because the people inside it aren't excited about being on cruise control. And he agreed with me. And he said that even though there's not huge financial pain requiring him to dig back in and grow again as a company, he just feels like he has to do it in order to feel happy and satisfied and and to give his people an opportunity to also feel happy and satisfied. So I share this story with you because, first of all, I always observed Phil as a person who was moving toward a finish line, and then I, I felt like he had crossed that finish line, meaning, okay, you can settle in and you can do this for the next 25, 30 years, you can cash a big paycheck, you can be profitable, you can do, you know, materially you can, can consume kind of whatever you want. There's not a lot that you're, you're not able to do in terms of your day-to-day lifestyle and consumption, so you've crossed the finish line. And I think that that could be true, but Phil's letting me know that, yeah, that's not what I want to do. That's not satisfying to me. That's not happiness. I want to grow again, which leads me to the idea of crossing a freedom line instead of crossing a finish line. I believe that anyone who thinks that they're going to cross a finish line and no longer want to work, no longer want to struggle, want to grow, I think that they're fooling themselves. And Instead of pursuing a finish line where you say, I'm done, I've got this huge pile of money in the bank, or I've got this business that runs without me, and now I can just sit back and just enjoy life, kind of be in leisure, I think that's a false idea. I think it's a false goal that would lead to unhappiness. So what I want to encourage all of us to do is instead of pursuing a finish line, pursue the freedom line. If you look at Phil's situation, what if instead of saying, oh, he crossed the finish line, he doesn't have to do anything anymore. What if we say Phil crossed a freedom line where he's at a point now where thanks to the infrastructure that he's built, the people that he's hired and trained, the base of customers that he has, and I don't know about his you know, actual financial status, you know, bank account balances. I have no idea about any of that, but I assume he's not in a cash crunch at any given moment. So what Phil has at this point is options. Phil has crossed a point where he's not under pressure on any given day to do something that he really doesn't want to do. He doesn't have to grind in quite the same way that he did in the first and third and fifth years of his business. Now he can sit back and he can say, how do I want to spend my time and my money to grow this company and to grow my people as as individuals and to grow myself as an individual? I now have the freedom to choose that path because I have this foundation of strength in the form of my company and my cash. I think it's the freedom line that we're actually pursuing, not the finish line. Now, I also found out in that conversation with Phil that he's he's seeing the benefit of building a personal brand. Now, personal brand can be seen as, you know, a cheesy phrase and people might resist it, but a personal brand is basically a recognition that in this age, in this internet age, the social media age, the more people that know, like, and trust you, the more you're able to do what you want to do in business and in life. And building a personal brand is just increasing the number of people that know, like, and trust you. 
And it's been interesting because the online world was always my world and Phil's been very much in an offline world. Well, he's, he's seeing now the benefit of growing that personal brand. So now that he has crossed what I'm calling the freedom line, he's got his eyes set on growing a personal brand. He doesn't yet know what he wants to do with it or exactly how he wants to express it or what his particular personal brand will be about. I've got some ideas that I hope to talk to him about. But he now has the time and the money to educate himself about all things online marketing and social media, to start to put his, his time into growing that personal brand, experimenting with it, having some failures. And as he has some of those failures, he's not failing in a way that threatens his lifestyle, threatens his business. He's, he's basically playing on house money at this point. There's really no downside to any experiments that he does in trying to grow a personal brand. And not only that, because of the way he set up his business, he can dedicate hours per day to learning and experimenting with this new project as he also reengages in his day, daily, uh, his current business so that it grows again. So basically, Phil is in the position that you and I should want to be in, which is to create something, to create a business, to create an income that requires us, but it requires us less. And it allows us the time and the flexibility to explore new projects and to grow as individuals. And that's what I'm calling the freedom line. So as you think about your business, as you think about the projects you're currently working on, you've got to ask yourself, is what I'm doing with this moving me closer, not to a finish line where I never have to work again, because that would, to me, that's the definition of misery, but moving closer to a freedom line where on any given day, I have a ton of flexibility in how I'm going to spend my time and my money that day to continue growing as a person. This is a kind of new idea for me. I haven't yet even identified or, or, or figured out exactly what crossing the freedom line would look like for me. Is it a certain amount of money in the bank? Is it a certain type of income from a certain number of products? Is it a certain set of marketing channels that sustain my income so that I am highly flexible day to day? But I think I've, I've stumbled here on the right question, and it is, what is my definition of the freedom line, and how are my day-to-day -day activities moving me closer to it? Have I set a deadline or a, a goal by which I would like to cross that freedom line once I've defined my freedom line? Uh, so anyway, my friend Phil will probably listen to this. Phil, thanks for the talk. I learned a ton from you as always, and... I've got, to go, I've got to go to work on this. I've got to figure out what my freedom line is. I've got to figure out how to get there and by when I hope to get there. For the rest of you, I hope you'll do the same thing. Let's figure this out. Let's go to work on it. I hope you're having a great week. I hope you're enjoying and learning in the work, that, uh, enjoying the work you're doing on a daily basis. I hope you're learning from the work you do on a daily basis. And I will talk to you next week.